tonight on the Midnight Train Podcast. We discuss the one, the only, the legendary devil man himself, Mr. Rob Zombie. Where did he come from? Is he really more human than human? Does anyone really know what he actually says in Thunder Kiss 65? Well, three our little sisters hot in hell, cheating on a halo, rounding and out of sea, holocaust of how kick out tomorrow. What? What the fuck? So gather the devil's rejects. Find a comfy house of 1,000 corpses to settle down in. Dig through the ditches and turn the volume up to 11. All aboard. Hello, passengers, and welcome to the Midnight Train Podcast, where we bring the dark to light. What's that mean? Well, as most of you know, we make fun of and joke about creepy shit while bringing you as much information as possible on each topic. I am your host, the conductor of the cryptic Jonathan Sayer, and with me is my dude, the one, the only, the master of disaster, Jeff Butchko. I wanted to be Master Blaster. I was going to say Master Blaster. Because I run Barter Town. <laughs> Master Blaster! Who runs Barter Town? So here's the thing, right? Oh, God. <laughs> Already? Today's going to be positive. Be positive? We're, we're going to concentrate on laughs and be positive today. A lot of people are having a hard time in 2020 already. A already. Of, a lot of rough know? shit going on right now. You yeah. got, and not to go far deep into any of these topics, but just to keep you aware of what's going on, you got two separate parties going at each other's throats about this impeachment thing of who's right, who's wrong, you know? You're all wrong. Fuck it. Turn it off for now, right? Everybody's wrong. Everyone's wrong. Everybody's upset about Kobe, which they should be, you know? Even people that aren't sports players, you know, if you have a heart and soul, it, it's tragic. It sucks. You know, a lot of young people died. It's really sad, you know? So let's let's turn everything off right now in the news. Let's turn off all the bad shit, all the depressing crap, and let's let their Windows computer go bing bong bing a bong <laughs> oh, sorry oh. and let's uh sorry guys let's have a good podcast and let's you know let's we're gonna take your guys mind away from it we're gonna talk about our good friend adam dracula let's uh let's adam dracula we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna yeah we he was in guys. purple dracula the band what Purple Dracula, the band. We'll talk about it. Adam Dracula. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I got it. And now, oh, I thought you were just making a joke. Yeah. It's yeah. like two synonyms. Yeah, I don't. I think that's whatever. Jeff, I, I What is happening right now? I have no idea what's going on inside his head. I never know what's going on inside his head. I can't tell head. if that actually is real or not. <laughs> no, it it's could not. Be. He sells it really well. <laughs> that's does. the problem. Yeah. So, yeah, what he's saying is, you guys, turn off all that negativity and let's just have some fun. That's what we're here for. Let's learn some shit. Let's talk some shit. And, uh, of course, with us as always. Producing this beautiful show and us coming into your ear canals right now is our buddy, my son, Riley Sayer. How are you? I'm good, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. I do appreciate the applause. Thank you. Cut it out. Cut it out. Come on. Come on. All right. All right, you guys. I'm Thanks. so proud right Thank now. Thank you, guys. That little bastard. That, that was like... <laughs> He's learning. I'm so proud. Oh, wow. Yeah, we, we carry our own uh, cheering section with yeah, us. Yeah, we do. No yeah. one else will do it for us. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, okay, as most of you guys know out there, we're just a bunch of goofballs and assholes that love history and can't get enough of the mysterious. And we want you all to know how much it means to us that you're listening to this podcast right now. Your reviews and support really do make all the hard work worthwhile. All right, so let's turn down the lights, adjust our seats, grab a drink, and let's get spooky. But first, here's a toast 
to all of you. That's Adam Dracula. Yeah, it is. And uh, we might be getting sued for that, but it's totally worth it. I don't give a shit. Not like we make any money off this. So that's what's, true. What's the point? What is that? You can't squeeze <laughs> blood from a turnip? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're going to remove your downloads on Apple Core iTunes podcast, sons of bitches. Come and get me, motherfuckers. Just kidding. Anyway. All right. Your so, social score just got lowered by 20 uh, points. I'm not in China which is so weird that we were just discussing that. That's such a weird thing. Yeah. Ugh, we, we might talk about that. Maybe we'll talk, run a train. That's a on good that. one to talk yeah, about. Yeah, maybe we'll do that. So tonight, we're taking the train back to the 60s, January 12th, 1965, to be exact. That's the day that Robert Bartley Cummins was born. All right. So that sounds super fucking lame. So let's do that again. You ready? With some emphasis. Here it goes. That's the day that a little infant badass named Rob fucking zombie came ripping out of his mother's love tunnel with a microphone in one hand and a shit ton of middle finger in the other. Yeah! That's right. We're talking about the one and only motherfucking Rob zombie. I actually really love Rob zombie. And he's I'm, awesome. And I wanted to do this one because, he, you know, he is the horror shock kind of you know, dude, but uh, he's also a writer and director of some amazing horror movies. So I thought we'd mix it up a little bit. So we're talking about Rob fucking zombie today. Except in the early days, as you heard in the intro, he was a little unpronounced, I guess. <laughs> I like, what the fuck are you saying? It didn't matter because that groove was so badass. Yeah. It, it didn't matter. Right? Yeah. So good. born in Haverville, Massachusetts, to parents Robert and Louise, Rob was said to have a fascination with horror movies. He was even stated as saying that he always, quote, wanted to be like Stan Lee, Bela Lugosi, Steven Spielberg, and Alice Cooper. And I'm pretty sure he turned out to be exactly what would happen if all four of those dudes threw their goo in a cup, mixed it up, and baked it inside Elvis, Mistress of the Dog. <laughs> Elvis. Riley, do you understand what that meant? say Elvis? He said Elvis. Elvira. Elvira. Oh. Yikes. <laughs> Good old Elvis in the dark. It'd be funny if he fucking just mixed with fucking Elvis. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Maybe that's where you can got it from a case you can't talk you know it's true yeah do you understand the goo in a cup thing though right you know what that's what that means essentially yeah it's like bukkake yeah thank you do you know what that is i, I i'm aware really yeah at your age what, <laughs> what the that's hell pretty impressive. <laughs> he's not seven <laughs> not, wow have you been on pornhub no no, <laughs> I, I can I cannot make any further comments yeah. regarding this. I just wanted to make sure you knew what it mean, what it means, you know. I, I kind of I think now the listeners, if they didn't know, they they kind of yeah. If you don't know what Bukaki is, you should totally Google it, right? And preferably yeah, on your work computers. Voice, yes. voice, nice. right? The voice activation. Uh, yeah. Ask Alexa. Ask Alexa what Bukaki is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. Wait, the, I wonder. I wonder if that would echo. work right now. Alexa, what is Bukaki? I'm I'm hoping everybody's. <laughs> <laughs> and there goes all our listeners. All right. So all four. Yeah, that's right. So uh, Rob Zombie's parents were actually carnies. And apparently they left the carnival business when a riot broke out and the tents were set on fire. Zombie is even quoted as saying, quote, everybody is pulling out guns and you could hear guns going off. I remember this one guy we knew. He was telling us where to go. And some guy just ran up to him and hit him in the face with a hammer. 
just busted his face wide open. My parents packed up real quick and we took off. That's fucked up. That was way too <laughs> eloquent though for Rob Zombie. Right. Oh wait, hold on. Like I said, do it. Like yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Let me let me see if I see can, if do, you can so do it. Just do the last sentence. All right. Just the last sentence. Yeah. Uh, my parents packed up. Wait, wait. My parents packed up and real quick. We took off. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, run, Brandon, run. <laughs> so his family wasn't really into music and zombie states that his love for it stemmed from TV shows like The Monkees and the cartoons like The Groovy Ghoulies. Or the Groovy Ghoulies? Oh, yeah. That was this, a thing? Oh, yeah. Back in the day, back in the uh, late 60s, early 70s. Hell have you yeah. ever seen that? Uh, I've never heard of this. I, I think I have. I know I've heard of like uh, the one coming up here, like the Archies. I've heard of that oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, which had rock bands playing their music. And uh, he's quoted as saying, quote, like the Banana Splits, which was awesome because the Banana Splits was freaking amazing. If you guys don't know what that is, they're actually making a movie about that, aren't they? Really? Is that the one they're making a movie of? It's like all fucked up or whatever? It could be. Yeah. Might uh, be. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Riley broke his... <laughs> Riley went limp. <laughs> so the Banana Splits Adventure yep. Hour was a variety show that aired from 1968 to 1970. Zombie then says that he got a guitar right around that time he was in kindergarten and started jamming with friends. In kindergarten? Yeah. <laughs> and he got an early start. He uh, eventually graduated from Haverville High School in Massachusetts, claiming that school was, quote, incredibly boring and I hated it. I couldn't sit still. I couldn't focus. I would always stay up really late at night because I wanted to watch movies on TV so I would fall asleep in school all the time. I was dead on my feet all day long, unquote, end quote, whatever it is. But yeah, that's that dude, I was the same way when I was in school. I used to stay up all night long. Just yeah, nobody watching. likes school. Yeah, I mean, school is for fools. Right, Riley? You didn't like school, did you? Yeah, I mean, no. Hmm. Look at me. <laughs> it was all right. I played soccer. That's what I like doing. Yeah, but you didn't like actually sitting in class and learning about fucking... History. You learn about fucking? <laughs> Not enough. What classes were you taking? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. He then moved to New York and started attending Parsons School of Design. Shortly after, he got a job as a production assistant on the television show Pee Wee's Playhouse. No way. Where what? He, yeah, where he probably caught Paul Rubens jerking his gherkin to some shitty porn in a back room somewhere, but that's just speculation on my part. Uh, which is ironic because after the job, he went on to uh, do graphic design for porno magazines. That's a big jump. I'm telling you, dude. He's uh, he, he's he got he's got quite the prolific life, and I'm loving it, man. So hopefully, you guys are learning a little bit about white zombie. <laughs> well, that's, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. He worked with Pee Wee. Come in. Hey, Rob Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> you want you want design porno graphics? <laughs> uh, well, attending Parsons. <laughs> Zombie met future band member and girlfriend Sean Yasult. And although they broke up seven years later, they continued to work together in the band that would later be known as White Zombie. They released three EPs, which received little recognition and followed those up with their debut studio album, Soul Crusher, in 1987 on their own record label, Silent Explosion. Their second album, Make Them Die Slowly, was released in 1989 and again saw little success. In 1991, Yasult and Zombie ended their relationship, and afterwards, Rob started banging his now wife, Sherry Moon, who we all know as Baby from the House of a Thousand Corpses trilogy. She's in every one of his movies. Yes, that's like a lead role almost in, in every, every single one of the movies. Yeah. yeah. Um, finally, the band caught the ear of Geffen Records shortly after the release of their fourth EP. They then recorded and released their second studio album, La Sexorcisto Devil Music Volume One, in 1992. 
which contained the badass singles Thunder Kiss 65 and Black Sunshine. Black Sunshine's a great Hell song. yeah. You know dude. that's Iggy Pop in the beginning? Is it really? Yeah, that does that feel the grip rolling down the street. You know how the guitar's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's Iggy Pop. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's awesome. The more you know. Yeah. We need that. Yeah, we do. That'd be great. So the album didn't break into Billboard's top 200 right away, but made its way there about uh, a year after its release and subsequently brought White Zombie into the eyes and ears of the world, selling over 2 million copies in the U.S. alone. So their final studio album, Astro Creep 2000, Songs of Love, Destruction, and Other Synthetic Delusions of the Electric Head, yes, that's the actual name of the album, was released in 1995 and broke into Billboard's top 200, selling another 2 million copies in the U.S., and brought us the bangers more human more human than human and perhaps the intro to that song i mean everybody knows that intro right oh yeah absolutely dude that song's so good and uh, electric head part one and uh zombie himself oh oh is this it yeah oh let me see if i can skip around to oh, it That's oh, not... here we go oh yeah dude turn it up a little bit riley yeah Remember when radio stations were playing this at first and then they stopped after a month because it's the girl having the orgasm in the beginning here? Yes, which is, she actually is having an orgasm, by the way. It comes from uh, a porn. Oh, they cut it out of the video. Yeah. Aww. Boo. Yeah. We need to censor America because it's so sensitive. So Zombie himself directed the video for More Human Than Human and went on to direct all of their following videos as well. In 1996, he officially changed his name from Robert Cummins Cummings to Rob Zombie, Adam Dracula, <laughs> Tom Mummy, <laughs> and shortly thereafter released a remix album. He then uh, worked with uh, one of his childhood idols, Alice Cooper, on the song Hands of Death, Burn Baby Burn, for the songs in the key of X, music from, from and inspired by the X-Files, which received a Grammy nomination for Best Metal Performance at the 39th Annual Grammy Awards, but ended up losing to Rage Against the Machine. Wow, 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 wow. Dude, I am a Rage fanboy. <laughs> yeah. Not necessarily the vocals of Rage, but Tom Morello, dude, he's, as a guitar guy, he's yeah. fucking wizard. Yeah, they're good. You know. The I stuff mean, he does on guitar is yeah, amazing. They're, they're good. <sighs> no, he is. He's, he's a hell of a guitarist. I just, I was never into him. It's too political for me. Just what, That's what I'm saying. Minus the vocals. Yeah. I mean. Come with it. I mean, some of his songs are awesome, though. I mean, yeah. Yeah, of their That songs, first album saying. was really good yeah yeah they're really good so zombie is uh <clears throat> excuse me is quoted as saying um it had run its course in 1998 and bands are weird you start them at a certain age and you're supposed to stick together forever like you're gonna always be teenagers with the same mindset success is a big thing that you can never plan for because it affects everybody differently i don't want to blame myself or anyone else in the band it's just that the band didn't work anymore Rather than continuing on and making shitty records and having it all fall apart, I thought, let's just end it on a high note. End quote. So that's what he said. He said, fuck it. That's a good point, because last night I was watching a part of the Grammys because I was so transfixed at Aerosmith and Run DMC's performance at the Grammys in their 60s. I heard, it, was it as bad as everyone said it, it was? Is, it was It was beautiful. It was like watching a train wreck. Like, you couldn't look away because of just how terrible it was. Like... What the hell is his name? The lead singer, Aerosmith. Steven Tyler. Steven Tyler. Steven was, Tyler PJ. He was out of breath the entire time. Like, every time he moved, he was like, how the, how the, like, it was, it was amazing. And then Run DMC, the, 
there was only two of them. Wasn't there three originally? Well, uh, Jay died. Okay, so there's yeah. two of them. And like, Jam Master Jay. And like yeah, he, he started, they away. started doing the first guitar riff to uh, walk this way, right? And then he stopped, and the, uh, Steven Tyler was like, "All right, I want everyone to clap," and like three people did. And then, <laughs> and then uh, everyone, all the stars, there's like celebrities in the crowd. They're just looking on in horror, like they couldn't look away either. Like they all looked uncomfortable. And then all of a sudden, the two guys from Run DMC kicked down a bunch of foam blocks from what looked like a That's brick what they wall. They did in the video. That was in the video yeah, from yeah, back, back in the eighties. And then yeah. they're like standing there, and it took way too long for them to go back to the song. That was the second song ever to feature rock. Rock and rap together. Was yeah. it Anthrax and Public Enemy? No, the very first was Blondie. Blondie? Blondie, yeah. She had Fab 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 Five Freddy. Oh really? On her um I forget what song it was. Yeah, but if you go back and listen to it, um I forget what song it's called. Well, do you know that that's like Aerosmith was like a mediocre band until they made that song with them and then they, they launched them. Oh, into, I remember when it came out. I remember when it dropped on MTV and I was like, <gasps> no, 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 no. Aerosmith was a fucking huge band. And when they did that, they scooped the younger generation, became even bigger. Oh, okay. They were huge when they first came out with Sweet Emotion and all that. Yeah, because I heard they were 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 falling apart or like floundering, and then they made that song with them. Well, no, uh, fun little little fact for you. Um, Steven Tyler and Joe Perry, the guitar player from Aerosmith, fucking hate each other. Oh, yeah. Hate each other. Because that was the dude standing next to him on stage at the Grammys. That probably looks like a mummy. He looks like a skeleton. He looks like a vampire who's done cocaine. Dude, those guys are old. They had to put a quarter mil in Joe Perry's pocket for him to stand there like that and keep his (laughs) mouth shut. Yeah. Well, one more fun fact. Do you know that Adidas wasn't as popular, wasn't that popular in America until Run DMC? Of course. Oh, yeah. And LL Cool J, man. Yep. That's what gave him. That's what gave him that the edge on Nike like it brought him up to like compete with Nike here because Nike was killing it in America and then Korn came out with all day I dream about fucking as they're wearing Puma (laughs) (laughs) go figure that yeah I don't know so Zombie has said that he has shown no inclination to reforming White Zombie and has said that he hasn't spoken to any of his former band members other than drummer John Tempesta in over 15 years so before deciding to end the band, Zombie started working on his solo album titled Hellbilly Deluxe, 13 Tales of Cadaverous Cavorting Inside the Spook Show International. Seriously, we love you, Rob, but why the long-ass fucking album names? Uh, uh, Jeff, when we drop our next album, it should be called, like, seriously, this is the name of the album, fuckers. Like, that should should be what it's called. Seriously, this is the name of the album, fuckers. But we should make it a, uh, what they call it? An EP? Abbreviate it. Abbreviate it. So what do they, they call that where you, you make up your own word. In a uh, fuck it, I don't like know. LOL. Stitnaf. It says Stitnaf. Stitnaf. Yeah, yeah. Stitnaf. Yeah. What's that stand for? Seriously, this is the name of our album. Fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, cool. So anyway, Zombie worked with all sorts sorts of industry bigwigs like Charlie Clouser of Nine Inch Nails and his former bandmate John Tempesta, who we just talked about. When the album dropped. That's industry slang for released in stores for all of you lay folks. Elm's going to drop next week, man. Right. It's dropping and it's going to be so hot in the streets. So it topped the first week sales. Christopher Walken. (laughs) (laughs) No, I can't do it. Babies, babies. I can't do it either. I've I've tried for years. I'm not going to be able to do Christopher Walken. Damn it. So it topped the uh, first week sales of the bands uh, (laughs) for band White Zombies prior album. So his solo record came out and it went on to sell over 3 million copies and was his highest selling record. He pulled a Gwen Stefani. Yeah. Hellbilly Deluxe was influenced by old school horror movies and included samples of some of his favorites. The three singles including Living Dead Girl and Dragula, which I absolutely love. So uh, 
What do you what do you what do you got here? So th- there's some there's a very interesting thing about Dragula. Okay, mm-hmm. this is actually known as a song. I, I did some research on it because I heard these stories. I'm like, this can't be true. This song was recorded vocally before the music was ever produced or made or written. Now, you as a musician have written a lot of music, so you know how this works. Imagine if you sang so there was no music? lyrics and a melody to a click. And then we came back later and built music around your singing. I think that's how we should do every song from here on out. That is insane. Now, here, here's here's the crazy part. <laughs> that sounds amazing to me. Are you fucking kidding me? I did some research and I found out he recorded at 125 BPM. Now, for those of you out there that doesn't know, that don't know what the fuck that means, BPM is beats per minute. Right. Okay. Not so that's your tempo. Purple men. Like so that's 125. Be, depending on who you're talking to. That's yeah. 125. Right. Per minute. Okay. So that's BPM. So what I did is I got my hands on. A great piece of uh, oh Jesus stuff here. So I actually took his Dragula vocals mm-hmm. and I made up my own fucking song. <laughs> and Rob Zombie plays it, and it's like so robotic, it blows my mind. Check it out. All right, here it is. Notice it, it's he's dead on like a robot on the beat. Yeah. No, wait, wait. And you're like, you know what? Okay, so that's dance. Right? Right. What if you did country? <laughs> oh my god that's priceless yeah, a little strumming as long as it's at 125 because yeah. of the way he recorded it you could literally put that over any fucking thing that's 125 beats per minute and it'll sound like a so, perfect song so just write music like that so he, he literally went in and recorded it first vocals first that's insane right they gave him a clip I'm assuming because we know how it works yeah I'm assuming he had headphones and it clicked going you know and then they came back and wrote to that that's insane you guys should try to do a song i couldn't believe it when i read it and i was like oh my god so then i got my hands on the isolated lyrics i'm like and i just built my own shit and it lays perfectly on it but but how did he know like what key he was in i don't know i think he had the melody in his head right you know the ding 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 he had that in his head so he laid it down like that, and then they came back after and probably tried out a shit ton of riffs and, and beats and settled on what actually is Dragula. Well, there it is. So the fun more, fact. The fun more fact. You know. yeah. See, it would have been perfect right here, but you guys made fun of me. So <laughs> So all three of the singles off that record all hit Billboard's hot mainstream rock tracks chart, and quite a few tracks were used in video games and movies, mostly horror. Duh. And the success of the album prompted Zombie to release a remix record called American Made Music to Strip By and wound up on Billboard's Top 40 the week it was debuted. Apparently, Zombie loves remixes and went on to do several more. In 98, Zombie started his own record label called Zombie A Go Go Records, releasing a few records from artists without any extreme success, including his own album, Rob Zombie Presents the Words and the Music of Frankenstein on October 12, 1999. It was considered a soundtrack and features some original dialogue and score from the classic film. Oh, and in case you didn't know this, Frankenstein is Frankenstein's monster, excuse me, is Zombie's favorite out of all the monsters. Oh, it is. That's his absolute favorite. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, he also wound up contributing the song Scum of the Earth to the Mission Impossible soundtrack. In 2001, he released his second studio album, The Sinister Urge, which expanded his horror and shock rock elements into his own music and even collaborated with the one and only Ozzy Ozzy's boy. <laughs> I, I, I can't, you can't understand what I'm saying either. Did you know that scientists... Ozzy! <laughs> Ozzy, do you want to take Mitzi uh, out of the book? Sharon, no, I don't want it. I'm going to go beyond the voice. No, shit, shut, dollars. shut up, stupid bitch. I'm going divorce you. <laughs> Fuck off. What's that, Riley? You guys, you guys good? Yeah, we're good. Do you know that <laughs> that scientists have actually studied Ozzy Osbourne's DNA because there's no way he should be alive still after all the shit he's done? They've actually there literally is studies on Ozzy Osbourne's like physical makeup. Well, study Keith Richards. Yeah, he's that's what older. I was gonna say. <laughs> Keith Richards, dude. Yeah, I don't like, know why they chose Ozzy Osbourne for the study. That's fucking wild. But yeah, I could see why because that motherfucker he should have been dead a long, long. Well, he time is. Ago. He's like a fucking cocoon, like a dead cocoon. <laughs> you ever watch? Oh, even yeah. like back in the day when that. Show was really hot. The uh, Osbournes when oh, it first yeah. came out, and that was what like ten years ago now. He just more uh, than that. I he think. just came out recently and said that he has uh, Parkinson's. I know, but even on that show, he was fucking brain. Remember, try, the, he's trying to do the remote. Oh yeah, uh, 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 Sharon, uh, Sharon, uh, Sharon. Uh, Sharon. Uh, I don't, the fucking Hold thing. Ozzy, I gotta make Mitzi out. <laughs> oh, we love you, Ozzy. Oh, speaking of, we should totally run a train on Ozzy. And sorry, not sorry for that. Um, this record topped the first week's sales of his first solo record and found its way into the top 10 in the U.S. and sold over a million copies. Zombie began working on his third and last studio album with Geffen in 2005, and it was influenced by glam rock artists like Slade, T-Rex, and Gary Glitter. Zombie himself described the record as experimental, claiming it would feature a few acoustic-led songs. The album, called Educated Horses, was released on March 28, 2006, and it sold 107,000 copies in its first week. Now, a lot of you people out there have been like, only 107,000 copies in the rock world? That's pretty good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's pretty good. That's your first week out. That's not too bad. But becoming his third album to enter the top 10 on the Billboard 200. The album received mixed critical reviews with Rolling Stone writing, quote, a handful of cuts are too long on sludgy instrumental grooves, but whether Zombie is out Trent Reznoring Trent Reznor on the sitar-laden Grindfest 17 year locust or spitting fire amid the apocalyptic blues riffs of the Devil's Rejects, he sounds like a gifted schlockmeister <laughs> that strokes fans that strokes fans can enjoy or at least tolerate. Man, that's rough. So the song, The Lords of Salem, was nominated for Best Hard Rock Performance at the 51st Annual Grammy Awards and sold just over 500,000 copies in the United States. So now, obviously, it's not as you know big of a seller as his other one, but it's still making some, some shit, you know? So let's talk about his entrance into directing. I had no clue about this, but he was initially set to direct and score the movie The Crow 2037, which was supposed to be a follow-up to The Crow City of Angels. Um, it was shelved when the suits decided it didn't fit the feel of the overall franchise. And fuck, I would have loved to have seen that movie. Can you imagine a Rob Zombie doing The Crow in 2037? That would be pretty awesome. Like a futuristic crow, yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah. with Zombie doing it and his fucking... Can't rain all the time. <laughs> <laughs> run, rabbit, run! Yeah, so that would have been pretty awesome. He went on to compose the score for the video game Twisted Metal 2, which was fucking awesome. That was a great game. And in 1999, designed a haunted attraction for Universal Studios, helping to revive their horror ha uh, Halloween Horror Nights. At this time, he also began working on his directorial debut, House of a Thousand Corpses, which started filming in May of 2000. 
and was scheduled to be released the following year, but the uptight studio canceled it um, because they thought it was too violent, basically. And, you know, oh, it's too bloody. We don't want this for our children. Fuck you. Yeah, but turn on CNN. Yeah, right. Yeah, see what's on there. Yeah, and their kids are all playing fucking video games where fucking heads are being blown up and yep. shit. Yeah, calm the fuck down, you turds. In 2002, Zombie announced his engagement to longtime girlfriend Sherry Moon for November 9th of that year. However, 10 days prior, on October 31st, you know, how fucking ween, they decided to say fuck it and just elope. Sherry was quoted as saying, quote, it just happened to fall on Halloween. We didn't do it for any spooky reasons or anything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, it's not Rob Zombie getting married on Halloween. Yeah, it seems pretty. It's just like any other day. Yeah, pretty quintessential. So Zombie eventually found a home to release House of a Thousand Corpses through Lionsgate Entertainment after years and years of failed attempts of trying to find a studio that he had the balls to put it out, or they had the balls to put it out. April 11th, 2003, the movie finally saw a theater release and was critically dismembered for being too violent and grotesque. Fans garnered the film as a cult classic, and it's arguably considered as one of the best horror movies of all time. Zombie, along with producer Scott Humphrey, who has worked with Metallica, Motley Crue, Monster Magnet, and a fuck ton more, wrote the soundtrack for the movie, And uh, with Zombie introducing new songs like Pussy Licker, Little Piggy, and his own rendition of the Commodore's Brick House. She's a brick! Yeah. House. Hey, Malum, hey, yeah. <laughs> the sound. What was that laugh? Yeah. What are you talking about? Hey. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling my inner Bugs Bunny. He knew, he knew where I was going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my Bugs Bunny coming out. So the soundtrack peaked at number 53 on the Billboard 200 and number four on the top soundtracks chart. The movie grossed over $16 million worldwide, which isn't too bad. Know. Yeah. His second film, the follow-up to House of a Thousand Corpses, was The Devil's Rejects and was released on July 22nd, 2005. He went with a more violent Western feel with this one as opposed to the straight-up horror of its predecessor. The movie had a uh, much more acclaim than his first, but uh, was still regarded as too violent. Rotten Tomatoes, you know, our favorite, wrote that the film was, quote, one giant loogie that comes straight from the heart, end quote. I don't even know what that really means. I guess it's, it's disgusting, like, but filled with love. Oh, that's so nice. As with his first movie, it received a cult following and has fi a 53 out of 100 Metacritic score. Yeah, but what's the adjusted score for that? I mean, let's be honest. It wasn't. <sighs> adjust my nuts. I don't know. It wasn't as good as the first one. Because the first one had like Dr. Satan and all the really creepy, just unexplainable I shit. I actually really enjoyed the second one, to be honest with you. I'm not saying it's better. You, I mean, it's kind of weird to compare them. because the ending was like, Neh. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean. Do we have to do the whole eight minutes of Freebird? Can we cut it down to three? It was so, it was so in, just exhilarating because you didn't know what was going. I don't know, whatever. In 2007, Zombie said fuck it and decided to focus his efforts into his film work after confirming he was set to direct the remake of the movie Halloween in 2006, quoting that the new movie was to be a reimagining of the classic John Carpenter release. The new Halloween saw its theater debut on August 31st of 2007 and grossed $30.5 million in its opening weekend, breaking the record for a Labor Day film release previously held by Jason Statham's, Statham's The Transporter 2, and it holds the record to this day. I didn't know that. I thought that was really cool. Hmm. So it's a Labor Day release, and that actually has the record for it. So although it was uh, financially successful, critics still consider the movie to be too violent. I know a bunch of pussies out there. Come on. Rotten, but these are also the same guys that go and, you know, Go see some lady with whips and chains and get their asses beat some backwoods freaking, <laughs> you know, parking lot or something. Excuse me. 
I paid for little Billy to watch this Star Wars movie and there's a sex scene between Padme and Anakin. I want my money back. <laughs> That's exactly what it is right there. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Uh, so they thought it was too violent and uh, Rotten Tomatoes even wrote quote Rob Zombie doesn't bring many ideas to the table in Halloween making it another bloody disappointment for fans of the franchise I thought it was good personally I thought it was a different take Halloween? on Halloween yeah I thought it was better than the original hey, yeah. because this to me was it was very dark it was more realistic like if if that shit was really gonna happen like he he told the story of how it really could happen in like a real scenario right and that's right. why I enjoyed it better it was definitely a lot. Yeah. Dude, have you gone back and watched the 1970, what was it, 78, 76 with Jamie Lee Curtis? Have you watched that recently? The old Halloween? Yeah. Not in a while. It's kind of lame now. Well, well, yeah. Now, but it, but as a kid watching it, I was like, oh my God, I know. super scary. A lot of those movies are like that, yeah. though. Yeah, they, that just seems to happen, you know, eh, whatever. Um, definitely something I can rewatch over and over again for sure. So if it's on, I will totally watch it. On a side note, it was uh, right around this time that Zombie directed the parody movie trailer for the fake movie Werewolf Women of the SS, which was featured in between the two Grindhouse movies, um, which were Robert Rodriguez's Planet Terror and Quentin Tarantino's Death Proof. As the story goes, Zombie, being a huge fan of Robert Rodriguez, saw Rodriguez at the Scream Awards and basically walked up to him and said, I have a trailer, Werewolf Women of the SS. Rodriguez simply responded, quote, say no more, go shoot it, you got me. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. That is pretty awesome. Yeah, have you seen that? No, have you? Oh my god, yeah. You, no. You've not seen the Grindhouse? I haven't seen. I've seen bits and pieces. Like Dude. I saw the one uh, with Kurt Russell. Is that Death Proof? I've seen that one. I haven't seen the first one, Grindhouse. Is that the one where the chicks got the machine gun for the leg? Well, the whole thing's called Grindhouse. The two separate movies. It's Planet Terror. Is what you're talking. about. Is that about. what she has? Yeah, she, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I've seen like bits and pieces. I'll have to go back and watch the whole it's thing. It's totally but. overdone and B yeah. like B movie type shit, but it's so great. And uh, it's got uh, what's his name, Danny Trejo in it. You know what <laughs> I mean? Machete. Yeah, like a machete. In fact, they actually have a commercial for Machete in that, if I'm not mistaken. Really? They, in between the movies, they have like all an intermission. Yeah, yeah. It's so awesome. Shortly after Zombie announced that he was working on a movie called Tyrannosaurus Rex, which was eventually and obviously scrapped, which is a shame. I mean, because could you imagine like Rob Zombie doing a Tyrannosaurus Rex, just a big ass? Yeah, Spielberg grabbed that script out of the garbage and made Jurassic Park. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Rob was here. Let me see what he's got. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good one right here. We'll just tone it down a bit and we'll make a ton of money. Well, it was canceled because he announced that he would write and direct the follow-up to his Halloween, initially titled H2, although he was previously quoted as saying that he had no interest in doing a second installment. Released on August 28, 2009, Halloween 2 was bashed even harder than its prequel, although financially it was a success. Yeah, it really was a letdown, I I felt. Yeah, I mean... the first one was so good. Yeah, and then... And- yeah. It was just like, mm. well, you know how it is, man. Every time you have a, a sequel to something, dude, it's so rare that the sequel Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, it's just very rare. Terminator Two. That was the what else we say all the time. Yeah, that was the, there's nothing else, right? Uh, what else is there? I'm trying to think on top of my head. How about Riley? What do you think? Oh, the second Lord of the Rings was better than the first. Oh, for Jesus. sure. I don't. I don't even know what that is. We're talking like such two towers sequels. Two towers sequels that are better, better than the first, or at least yeah. as good. Ooh. Um, I think, uh, what is it called? Back to the Future 2. I'll agree with that. It's pretty good. That's better than the first one. First one was good, but two was, dude, hoverboard. Hoverboards yeah. don't work on water. <laughs> <laughs> Great Scots. That's oh pretty good one. God. Okay, I'll give you that one because that is a good some. one. There are yeah. some. Hey, Riley, can you do me a favor and hand me that voodoo? 
Yeah. Thank you, sir. Sorry, I need a I need a little taste of this voodoo vodka here. Oh. <laughs> All right. So plug plug. Hey, well, yeah. Hey, I mean, they do sponsor us, so hey. it's not a. I'm, I'm literally drinking it. Not gonna lie. They're getting their money's worth. Yeah, <laughs> right for sure. Um, so it was financially a success, and uh, this lack of critical acclaim confirmed to Zombie that he would quote not make another sequel. If you haven't seen Zombies Halloween 2, it's nothing like the original Halloween 2, which was released in 1981. This sequel was, um, quote, focused on the prior film's survivor and the effects that the film's events had on her mentally, or her mentality, excuse me. Um, the weekend before the release of Zombies Halloween 2, Variety Magazine announced that Zombie would be doing a remake of the 1955 B-movie The Blob, but he ended up backing out, saying that he didn't want to do another remake. So at least, you know, the guy's kind of like picking and choosing his battles, you know? He's not like, uh, what's his name? The guy who did the Transformers movies and made like 85 of them. Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Who'd take anything. Yeah, the dude's like... And it's always just the weird over-the-head angle shots of yeah. real slow-mo shit constantly. Blowing up and Like, you know yeah. a Michael Bay... We need night vision, rocket launches, and tanks. <laughs> and we'll make billions. And who's yeah. the guy that worked with him for a long time? There was Michael Bay and... um. Talk about the guy that did Avatar? James Cameron? No... I'll think of it. Maybe not. Who cares? <laughs> Zombie. Uh, okay. <laughs> Zombie jumped back in and out of music for quite a while, releasing a few different albums here and there, and even started a new record label. In 2012, he released the supernatural horror film, The Lords of Salem. How nice would it be just to be like, you know what? I'm going to make a record label. Dude, I mean, you know, well, here's the just thing that I've it. noticed, and this may not have a real definitive uh, reasoning behind it, but I don't think he has any kids. <laughs> That's true. Smart man. This is very true. true. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could be wrong. I didn't notice yeah. if he had any kids or not because I, I didn't uh, yeah. I didn't see that part. But if I, he's just paying for kibble for dogs, that's and what stuff, I'm saying. He's got yeah. all the money, fuck you money in the world, right? You know. So um, Lords of Salem, um, which I have I've not seen this. In fact, I didn't even know it was a, a thing. I remember when it came out, it just didn't look interesting to me. I'm like, eh, I don't want to see Sherry Moon as a fucking witch. Like, I, I get it. Apparently, that's not what it is. Um, and we'll talk about it later because we're going to discuss some of all of his movies and shit. Uh, it's the third movie distributed by Haunted Movies and the others being Insidious and The Bay. Insidious is awesome. Right. And is a subsidiary of Bloomhouse Productions, who was responsible for movies like Paranormal Activity, The Purge, and Split. And Split was badass. I mm -hmm. loved that movie. That was awesome. After directing the remake of Halloween and its sequel, Zombie said that he wanted to try something different and original. He was also offered complete creative freedom for the project which is something that he did not have for either of the Halloween movies that he did. He said he had the idea for the movie before starting on the second Halloween movie, but he says, quote, it wasn't really like I was working on it. I was like, oh, this would be, you know, kind of a cool idea, like Salem radio station, blah, 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 music. And then I forgot I even wrote that down, end quote, sorry. After Jason Bloom, owner of Bloom Productions, came to Zombie asking for something supernatural in nature, Zombie was like, oh, shit, the Salem idea. Zombie stated that much of the original concept changed quite a bit, saying that once the project got moving, that he basically started writing it from scratch. Now, I, I honestly, I think I want to watch that, though, because, like, after researching that a little bit, it sounds interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe, hey, maybe we'll do a drunken review. There you go. Yeah, maybe we'll do that one. Pretty so, sure Chainsaw hasn't seen that or Moody. Yeah, I'm sure they'd be down with that. It's better than the one we did do. Oh, my God. Yeah. By the way... I don't know if anyone out there even knows what movie we did because we lost it. We might as well just say it. We we tried watching that movie uh, uh, Us. Yeah. Is that what it was called? Us? Or? Yeah. No. It was, yeah, Us. Us. Yeah. 
Horrible movie. It was uh, Tyler Perry's U.S. And to be honest, I'm really, really sad that we lost that because there was, it was a, funny. It was funny yeah, as it was hell, man. Time. Such a good time. So we're sorry. And we'll make a we'll, we'll make up for it, guys. And we apologize for that. So filming of the picture was done at a rate faster than Zombie was used to. And as a result, much of the script was changed to adjust to the fast-paced schedule. Between wrapping up and editing the movie, Zombie set off on a tour with his band, which he stated, quote, was a great idea on paper, but in execution, it's been insanity. The trailer for The Lords of Salem debuted at a zombie concert on May 11th, 2012. In an interview, Zombie claimed that the film would be his biggest film cinematically and explained it as, quote, if Ken Russell directed The Shining. <laughs> which... Totally fell short, by the way, from what I've read everywhere as far as this movie is concerned. Uh, yeah, anyway. So, Lords became the last film of veteran actor and popular 80s and 90s movie bad guy Richard Lynch, who died in 2012. Though due to Lynch's worsening health and being close to blindness, Rob Zombie could not film his scenes properly and was forced to reshoot the scenes with Andrew Pine. So, if you guys don't know who um, Richard Lynch is, you Google his face right now and you're going to be like, oh my God, I know that guy. So if you're sitting there right now by your computer or on your phone, just Google Richard Lynch because he was literally like the bad guy in at least every other movie back in the like late 70s, early 80s and some maybe 90s too. I Googled Dick Lynch and it blocked my <laughs> blocked the results. <laughs> Dick Lynch. Oh my God, Dick Lynch. I think that's a totally different thing. Yeah, that's like a king I, thing. I don't yeah, think I've ever it. seen this guy. You've never seen it? I don't think I have either. No. Oh my God, I have to look up what I'm his movies are. He's been the bad guy and everything because he looks kind of like... He was a, in Chuck Norris movies. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was the bad guy in like all kinds of shit. Imagine being typecast as the bad guy. Well, if you look at him, he kind of... I think he was like a burn victim or something because his face is like real messed up. Oof. Yeah, so he's just got that look to him where he looks like an evil dude. So released at the Sundance Film Festival on January 23rd, 2016 was Zombie's next film, 31. First announced in May 2014 on a teaser poster that showed only the words, quote, a Rob Zombie film with the face of a bloody clown and the number 31. Zombie fans and the media speculated that the film would possibly be the third film in the House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil Rejects universe and would follow Sig Haig's character, Captain Spaulding, which would have been fucking badass if that was the case. Which I don't know if it is or not because I haven't seen 31. <laughs> Others theorized that it could be a film based on serial killer John Wayne Gacy or that it could be the uh, third film in Zombie's Halloween film series. Zo uh, Zombie commented on the conjecture saying that it would not follow Captain Spaulding, uh, would be an original story and was not based on anything he's done prior. He also mentioned that 31 referred to October 31st, Halloween. Yeah, remember when he got married on Halloween, but it's not, we didn't do it on purpose. He was like, yeah, you know, that's all he said. <laughs> <laughs> do you, Rob Zombie, take Sherry Moon to be your lawfully Wedded wife. I do! <laughs> yeah! That's where James Hetfield. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> James, what are you doing? I'm trying to marry this chick. <laughs> He's in the background. Yeah! Sorry. <laughs> uh, his favorite holiday is, of course, Halloween. And the day he married Sherry Moon, as we talked earlier. In July, Zombie announced the plot of 31, which would follow a group of five people that are forced to participate in a fucked up game called 31. Zombie also mentioned that he would use crowdfunding to cover some of the movie's costs, stating to Loudwire, quote, 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 <laughs> my mouth just said, stop it. Um, it says, quote, as the years go on, the game changes all the time. And a movie that, uh, that you could get made years ago, you cannot get made anymore because the business changes, things change, end quote. 
He also added that crowdfunding would give him the means to produce a movie that might not have been otherwise funded through traditional ways, mentioning, quote, if you want to do stuff outside the system, you got to function outside the system. Ooh. So in other words, nobody's playing White Zombie on Touch Tunes anymore, and he's like, shit, I need money to make this movie. Right, yep. right, absolutely. Um, on, on a side note, talking about the crowdfunding thing, um, we've, and I'll talk about this a little bit later too, but uh, we've been getting some uh, donations towards the masks. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask how that's going. Yeah, it's going pretty well. We'll talk about it here in a little bit, but uh, we're just talking about the crowdfunding thing. Like, people want to be involved with stuff, and it's awesome. So we, we appreciate you guys. We love every single one of you, except Moody. Fuck him. Sorry. Oh, Moody. I'm just kidding. I love that dude. So, Zombie went on uh, to later use a second fanbacked.com campaign, which I've never heard of fanbacked. I'm assuming it's another crowdfunding. Probably a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Uh, in February of 2015 to raise even more money for the film, stating that it was due to multiple requests from additional fans that wanted to contribute to funding the movie. Okay. According to Wikipedia, Zombie claims that he came up with the idea for 31 after reading a statistic that mentioned that Halloween is the, quote, number one day of the year when people go missing for some reason. That's fucked up. And I looked for research on that to see if that was actually true, and I, I couldn't find it. It's anything. probably not. I don't yeah. know. I, I mean, it, it may be. Maybe he found it someplace, but I looked all over the place, and I couldn't find that. And, uh, and thought that it would make a good premise for a film. He also received inspiration for the film as he was walking around his Fright Fest, Great American Nightmare, and watched the employees work while dressed like chainsaw-carrying clowns. Zombie has stated that he wanted to have a, quote, very nasty, gritty, guerrilla-style approach to the filmmaking. Isn't that pretty much what all his movies kind of were? Yeah. yeah. No, those were clean-cut and very professional. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is going to be way worse. Thank you. I appreciate it. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Thank you, Riley. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, for 31, as it fits the story and the vibe of the movie, Zombie began scouting locations in the summer of 2014, and initial filming was slated to begin in February 2015, but did not commence until March of that year. Filming for 31 wrapped in April 2015. 2019 brought about the release of Three from Hell, the third installment of the Firefly trilogy. So, so that's basically what they call the trilogy with uh, House of a Thousand Corpses and the Devil's Rejects. So it's called the Firefly trilogy, which I'm not 100% why, but whatever. Uh, anyway, did you see this new one? I have not seen this one either. I haven't either. I know, man. I'm, I feel like I'm slacking on my horror movies, man. We're talking about them and... Uh, it must have gone like directed fucking DVD or something because I don't remember even hearing. I remember hearing about it originally, but I don't remember hearing it hit the theaters. It's kind of funny because uh, doing the research on it, and I'm not sure if I actually hold on. Let me get through this and remind me about that because right. I may have it in here. Um, so, principal photography, which is the phase of film production in which the bulk of the movie is filmed with actors on set and cameras rolling, began on March 13th, 2018, and was finished shooting on April 10th, 2018. The Sybil Brand Institute in Los Angeles, a decommissioned woman's prison, served as just one of the filming locations. Post-production was pushed back for approximately five months to allow completion of Zombies and Marilyn Manson's tour, a tour that found both shock rockers in a feud. According to MLive.com, Zombie told Howard Stern that the drama started when Manson started his opening set about 20 to 25 minutes late and kept going on and going. <laughs> Passes a lot of time. Zombie added that what really irked him was when Manson falsely accused Zombie of cutting his set short. Manson then threatened to fight him while on stage. Nice. Subsequently, Howard Stern attempted to set up a boxing match between <laughs> the two, and I would have paid to see that shit, as probably most of us would. And the feud has since ended with the fellas, you know, they're all creepy friends again. Thanks, thanks, guys. <laughs> According to Rob Zombie, the legendary Sig Haig was originally going to have a larger role in 31, but was unable to commit for the whole film due to health issues. As a result, the script was unfortunately rewritten for Richard Brake's character to take his place. 
Haig passed away shortly after the film was released on September 21st, 2019. Rest easy, Sid. We hope you're out there somewhere scaring the ever-loving fuck out of someone. Tootie fucking fruity. Love, fucking love that dude, man. He was such a fucking creepy bastard. So, unfortunately, Zombie has no future films in the works. However, I did find, and this is for the Moody family, you know, our huge hockey family out there. According to CBSPhilly.com, Rob Zombie was slated to direct the movie Broad Street Bullies. But unfortunately for Philadelphia Flyer fans and hockey fans, the film is not a part of Rob Zombie's plans at the moment. The long-discussed films film based on the 1970s Flyers has been put off, not by lack of passion, but by a series of hurdles um, you know, bringing the notorious team to life here. And uh, he's quoted as saying, the problem is when you don't control the material, when it's an original story that I wrote, I can control everything. I don't have to answer to anybody, but something like the Philadelphia Flyers, Broad Street Bullies, something that's a true story, pre-existing thing, there's so much more protocol you have to go through of getting people to okay things and different steps that just really slow down the process. So, I mean, basically, he's just saying that it's so much shit to freaking do there that he just, it's it's on the back burner for right now. So he's actually making a movie about the Philadelphia Flyers from back in 1970s. So I thought that was kind of cool. So Zombie expressed that he would still love to do it, and it may still happen, but it's the rights to real life that has pushed the film further away from seeing the screen. And quote, it's not necessarily because it's a sports team, it's just because it's anything he explains. Everything has to be okayed, and I understand that because it's the Flyers and they, they and they, they pertupuit. English, motherfucker, do you speak it? <laughs> I hate you. And they're trying to protect their team and their franchise and the NHL. Everyone in the movie is an actual person, so you need the rights. We didn't even get to the point where, like, they're playing the Penguins. You have to get the rights to have the Penguins in the movie. It's a really complicated thing. It was taking forever, and there was no guarantee it was even going to work. End quote. He says, we may go back to it one day, but it just hit a wall. Mr. Zombie plans to drop a new album February of this year. Oh, exciting. Yeah, I'm kind of... I hope I hope he does it all, and then they do the music after, <laughs> so I can remix it. No, no, no. I hope he does it as a completely like blank. So all it is is just his his lyrics, but the song title is just the beats per minute of his lyrics, and you can make your own music to it. That would be awesome. That would be pretty like. Why has nobody done that? Nine like, Inch Nails did something like that not too long ago. Well, he gave it the whole album away and let people remix it. Right. Yeah, I'm saying like, but like, like there should be like a popular. We should do this. Yeah, like you know, John, how just start singing. Just get a click going. Just start singing shit. Every road has its thorns. So like, is that I'm, good? Yeah, so like, you know, everybody just go out there and they can throw it in their computer and make all kinds of fun stuff. You should do it like almost like a fans, like people make and you pick the best ones or the funniest ones. Because people do that, like YouTubers will go in and they'll do like put a green screen behind them and just do a bunch of random scenes and then be like, make something out of this. And people will make funny commercials or whatever out of the clips that they have on the green screen. Hmm. Fucking YouTubers. It's like a blank, clan, blank canvas. Fucking YouTubers. Mm -hmm. So there you have it, folks. Rob Zombie. I know it's not our normal, um, you know, train ride that we take, but I thought uh, I wanted to mix it up a little bit because, you know, we're going to be talking about the movies and stuff. And, uh, you know, the dude's just, he's hes a hes a beast, man. You know what I mean? He's a beast and he's a fucking creepy beast, but he seems like a cool beast. You know what I mean? I, he's kind of like that. He's like that cool kid in, in, in the group, you know, like he's semi-talented. He's not like a genius. But he's just fun to be around. That's kind of Rob Zombie. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. I feel like he's pretty damn smart, man. Like, he's he's made a career out of doing everything he loves to do. And he transitioned into movies and stuff. And he actually... You guys remember the movie uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the the pirates that that uh, that Quinn 
came from that were tracing them down or whatever. Do you remember the onboard um, voice that would talk, the ship's voice? Yeah. Yeah, that was Rob Zombie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, a quick word from our sponsor. This episode of the Midnight Train Podcast is sponsored by Voodoo Vodka. 20 times distilled, made from pure cane sugar and handcrafted right here in Ohio. Vodka can be smooth and voodoo proves it. Drink it straight, chilled, or in your favorite mixed drink. Ask for it wherever you buy your favorite liquors or head over to voodoo.com and subscribe to their mailing list. While you're there, pick up some voodoo merchandise and use the promo code Midnight Train Podcast, all one word, to get 10% off your entire order. That's voodoo, V O U D O U X dot com. Promo code Midnight Train Podcast for 10% off. And you can now buy this delicious vodka online. So order some today and drink with us whenever you listen to the show. Voodoo Vodka, it's magic. And now, boys and girls, it's your favorite part of the show, the movie review. Which top 10 movies will make the cut today? All right, so of course, as we always do, we have to talk about the movies because, you know, we're, we love the movies. We just love movies in general. Bad movies, good movies, we love movies. So what we're doing today, we're talking about basically... All Rob Zombie movies on this part here in our little segment. The movies. The movies. Ta-da. So, so it's it's his movies from, looks like, seven to one, right? Right. He's got seven movies he's made. And we're going to go through these, and we're actually going to talk about these movies. Because some of them we haven't seen, and some of them we have. So we're going to go through these, and we're going to talk about the ratings and so on and so forth, like we always do. We are on my favorite website when it comes to movies, IMDb. And if you guys MD- are MDb. <laughs> MDb. MDB? MDB? International Movie Database? Or Internet Movie Database? I think it's Internet Movie Database. It's impotent. Impotent. Impotent milking. Impotent. People daily. Mouse. Duck. <laughs> Duck. Buckeye. Duck. Impotent mouse. Duck. Buckeye. Duck. Duck. So we're starting at number seven? Number seven. So number seven is... Number seven. You're right, right. This one is Three from Hell. That came out in 2019. It says, after barely surviving a brutal police shootout, the demented Firefly clan. So apparently that's what they call themselves, the Firefly clan. And here's my beef. Barely surviving. You remember the end of that movie? Each one of those guys got shot like... No spoiler... Well, spoiler words. They got shot like 15 times each. How are you going to live? Were you 50 cent? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. It's your birthday. <laughs> I love the the. I don't know. If this is a description from IMDb or whatever under this movie. But Rob Zombie is still unable to differentiate whether his sadistic killers should be booed or applauded. I think that's a a uh, uh, what do you call it a, a review. I oh. think somebody reviewed it. That's a, a like a the most liked one or whatever probably. Yeah, just they probably just pulled one out of there. So yeah, I mean, I haven't seen it yet. I do want to watch it just because I did like the first two. I mean, you, ha- you, you kind of have to, right? I just want to see what that happens. Far, you have to see. I haven't heard the greatest things about it, but drunken movie review. Yes, that yes. could be number two. There we go. We there do you two go. Movies. Yeah. So three from hell, and then um, Lords um, of Salem. Lords of Salem. All right. So number six is thirty-one. Five carnival workers. Well, kind of funny because his parents were carnival workers. Where do you think he got this story from? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> are kidnapped and held hostage in an abandoned hellish compound where they are forced to participate in a violent game, the goal of which is to, sur- to survive 12 hours against a gang of sadistic clowns. Actually sounds awesome. <laughs> it sounds amazing. Well, yeah. The comment that it says is, 31 delivers all the high-energy gore Rob Zombie fans have come to expect, but a lack of fresh ideas and likable characters mean only the already converted need apply. Ooh. Did you know Sherry Moon is in this movie? No. Who's Sherry Moon? It's his wife. 
Oh, sorry. I didn't know you were making a joke, Riley. It's, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't make jokes often. I don't, so. I don't, I don't uh, I'll go ahead and... <laughs> so I just picture like the balloon, you know, the, the balloon, and they accidentally let go of the string and the thing just goes floating away like... Or as ice cream falls off the cone. <laughs> as soon as they get out of line. <laughs> get ready to lick the cone and it just goes... <laughs> See people, it could always it could always be worse. Yes, it always. can. So this one has a five point one, which uh, three from hell has a five point six, um, and a, with a fifty uh, fifty meta score. This one has a thirty five meta score. So Ooh. yeah, it's not seen with a lot of acclaim. So here. then, what what puts this movie so so on IMDb? This movie is rated number six, but three from hell is number seven. But this movie has a lower rating. How does that? How what puts it above the, last the movie? money? More votes. More votes. More votes. Like like people that voted. So for three it. from hell has seven thousand four hundred and sixteen votes, giving it a fifty meta score and a five point six rating. Where thirty one has uh, sixteen thousand eight hundred twenty. That's got to be with some of the adjusted score and the number of votes comparatively between different movies. That's probably where the like the meta score and adjusted scores come. There's from. also a three year difference between the releases. Look, so look, I'm gonna say this right now, Isaiah. You're saying some words I don't understand, oh, so man. I'm gonna take it as a fence. All right, offense. So, that's right. Like a like a fence. Like a fence. Like a fence you put up to keep cattle in. No, a fence. Like yes. an electric fence. Like yeah. you're, you're a you do not want to pee on. No, like you're. I've done that before. It hurts. Don't do that. Like a fence, like a sword, like you're fighting a guy. No, like a fence. No, 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 no. That's called a foil. A foil. Oh, like a fence, like loot, like you're getting a fence of coin. Yes. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving. Anyway. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up real quick. <laughs> so 31. 31. And three from hell. Both have threes in them. And they're made three years apart. Conspiracy. Oh, hold man. up. Hold up. What is, how many movies is that? Two movies. Okay. What is three times two? Six. So what is three plus three plus three multiplied by two? Six, six, six. Six, six, six. <laughs> whoa. There's, there's something. You want to press that button again real quick? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> ah, you're too kind. Stop it. Come on. Come on. You Thanks. fucker. All right. So <laughs> it's like the fucking, that's a Danny Tanner. You're too kind. You see the one that did cut it? Oh, no, that's Uncle Joey. Yeah. Uncle Joey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So number five is the Lords of Salem, which I do want to check out. Um, Heidi, a radio DJ, which is Sherry Moon. No uh, way. Yeah, I swear. Wait, who? Sherry Moon. Zombie is her full name now. Has she ever had a role Tammy not in her Sun? husband's movie? Like, has she ever been in anything else? I don't know. Probably. I, I imagine she's probably been in something. Let me let me click on her. Yeah, we got Tammy Sun and Tom <laughs> Vampire. <laughs> so um, Heidi, a radio DJ, has sent a box containing a record, a gift from the Lords. The sounds within the grooves trigger flashbacks of her town's violent past. Is Heidi going mad, or are the Lords back to take revenge on Salem, Massachusetts? Here's a comment. It says, uh, the Lords of Salem has lots of atmospheric portent. Portent? I don't even know what that means. Like, oh. it's, it's important? No, it's just portent. Oh, so it's, it's, it's not M. No, it's important. Oh, okay. But it's unfortunately short on scares. Oh. So, so the, she has 17 credits. Okay. 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 The only other thing other than a Rob Zombie project, because she was in a, a lot of his videos too, the only thing she's ever been in outside of Rob Zombie was one episode of CSI Miami and one episode of Californication. Wow. Somebody can't get work! <laughs> We're just kidding, Sherry Moon. We love you. I'm not kidding. Fuck you. <laughs> Jeff hates everything. Yeah, this is true. So um, uh, this one's got a 5.1 on here with a 57 meta score out of 26,321 votes. Grossed 1.1 or 1.1. $16 million. Gigawatts. 
Wow. 1.21. Dude, dude, 31 only... It did 70, uh, 780,000 is all it made. Yeah, and three from hell made a nickel. Yeah, it, it, there's nothing on there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I could be right. Number four, Halloween 2. Now, of course, Lori Strode struggles to come to terms with her brother Michael's deadly return to Haddonfield, Illinois. Meanwhile, Michael prepares for another reunion with his sister. Starring Sherry Moon Zombie. Yep. Yep. Were well, they all? Well, yeah. Here's the comment. It says, Zombies shows flashes of vision in the follow-up to his Halloween reboot, but they're smothered by mountains of gore and hackneyed brutal violence. Who's writing this shit? Like, 1930s guy? Yeah, the, <laughs> Jeff's guy. Hackneyed <laughs> brutal violence. <laughs> Zombie cells. <laughs> no, it's, it's that guy that uh, does the voiceovers of the uh, World War II, like, videos that they showed on the news. It's like, today in Iwo Jima, they hackneyed brutal... <laughs> Side note, now that you brought that up, yeah. did you see the trailer or have you seen the movie 1917? I've heard it's amazing. I heard too. It's one constant cut. One shot. It's one shot the entire fucking movie. Oh, yeah. really? It's supposed yeah. to be like incredible. Like they had like uh, the cameras on the little go-karts and shit and like it literally does not stop the entire movie. That's why I want to see it. Oh, just, that's pretty just badass. To see that would be cool. Really? That's, what is it? A World War II movie? No, World War One. World War One. I've heard that like I've watched one scene from it and it was crazy. There's just dudes running around, artillery blowing up. And it's just one constant like scene. No shit. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Awesome. So this one has a uh, Halloween 2 has a 4.9 stars. Or it has 4.9 stars. Out of uh, 46,326 votes, uh, grossed $33.39 million with a 35 overall meta score, which is so weird that it's it did that well financially, but yet has such a low meta score. Um, let's see, number three, Halloween. After being committed for 17 years, Michael Myers, now a grown man and still very dangerous, escapes from the mental institution and immediately returns to Haddonfield to find his baby sister, Lori. Rob Zombie doesn't bring many <laughs> new ideas to the table on Halloween, making it another bloody disappointment for fans of the franchise. I feel like it's just all, like, hate mail. It's just one the, dude. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's gotta be. I hate Rob Zombie. It's, you know who it is? It was Marilyn Manson when they got in that argument. <laughs> yeah. He's like, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful beautiful <laughs> I'm gonna let a pigeon shit on me for this video. <laughs> This one is uh, sixty-one or six point one stars um, out of one hundred and five thousand two hundred and forty votes, grossed to fifty-eight point two seven million, with a forty-seven meta score, which means you know half people like it, half people don't. Well, fuck them all. You can't please everybody there, Rob Zombie. All right, uh, number two, The Devil's Rejects. I did like this one. I mean, again, I, I will say that's got. Uh, 6.8 uh, stars out of 89,449 votes grossed uh 17.4 no 17.04 million dollars meta scores 53 the murderous backwoods firefly family take to the road to escape a vengeful police force which is not afraid of being as ruthless as their target and that is why it's called the firefly trilogy because they're called the firefly family fly, 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 fly. what the family the fl well it's can like you a say firefly three times fast as quick as you can. Firefly, fly, firefly, firefly. Yeah. <laughs> can you do it? Firefly, firefly, firefly. <laughs> Pay me. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. <laughs> of course I can. Are you kidding me? Right, you got to read the... Uh, the, the oh, yeah, here, yeah, right? yeah. Zombie has improved as a filmmaker since House of 1000 Corpses and will please fans of the genre. But beware. The, na the horror is nasty, relentless, and sadistic. Do you think that was H.P. Lovecraft? Writing all the reviews? <laughs> yeah, that's, no, it'd be way no, more eloquent not, than that. There's nothing about like Jews in this, though. The oh, movies, that's true. The movie started, and there was no free popcorn. 
I hated every weaking minute of it. I think it's hilarious that I don't think I've ever heard anyone pronounce the name of the movie House of 1,000 Corpses. <laughs> the House of 1,000 Corpses. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I thought it was a good movie. And the number one is, of course, I mean, it's House of 1,000 Corpses. <laughs> You're never going to be able to get that out. <laughs> um, this one, uh, 6.1 stars uh, out of 72,753 votes grossed $12.63 million. Two young couples traveling across the backwoods of Texas searching for urban legends of murder end up as prisoners of a bizarre and sadistic backwater family of serial killers. And Dwight fucking Schrute is yeah. in it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yes. Why wouldn't they make it 100 corpses just to be easier to say and write. The House of 100 Corpses. Nah, the House of 1,000 Corpses. You know? Why not like a million? <laughs> the House of 100,000 Corpses. That's true. <laughs> Six point one. I mean, anything. Like a thousand is just kind of a random, not roll off the tongue number. Yeah. You know what I mean? House of a thousand. Well, it is now because House it's kind of a thousand corpses. Here's the review. There's an abundance of gore in this derivative horror movie. Derip- no, they're hating on this movie. See? But little sense of wit. Sense or wit. I think what I said makes sense. <laughs> See, but again, though, derivative. There's an abundance of gore in this derivative yeah. horror movie, but little sense or wit. Yeah, they've got Sir Michael Caine yeah. writing all these reviews. He's like, <laughs> you are Batman. <laughs> but this derivative movie sucks my cock. <laughs> See, it works. Fuck off, bitches. Grab the white Zibidel from the refrigerator. <laughs> uh, so anyway, those are the movies. And listen, man, I don't know. I actually, well, I've seen most of these, but we, we are going to do some drunken reviews. I say fuck it. We do all three. Lords of Salem, 31 and 3 from hell. I'm not going to live through that. Well, that's kind of the point. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, proverbially, metaphorically. Metaphysically. Metaphysically, yes metaphysically speaking of next uh next week's episodes we're gonna get back to the creepy and shit i mean i just like i said i wanted to do this because he's a creepy Ooh. dude he's you know he, his parents almost died in a carny fire i mean it's <laughs> Car- yeah. carny fire yeah it's a good band name yeah <laughs> i like doing the bios i think we should like once a month you know break yeah. it up a little bit and do a bio of somebody, or maybe once right? every other episode like one bio one spooky shit and if you have a request or a suggestion we love those. And yes. let us know if you like hearing about the, you know, the different stuff like this. Like, we're never going to throw some fucking, you know, stupid weirdo in here. It's not going to be like... <laughs> the history of Jenga. Yeah. <laughs> Who made the puzzle and why? <laughs> it, but it turns out Jenga is actually like some, you know, like Dark, somebody, somebody fucking died. You're, sli- it you're sliding souls in and out. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, right. If the tower collapses, all the souls go to hell. The yeah. stairway to heaven has fallen. <laughs> you lose. <laughs> so, yeah, let us know if you guys like this stuff, man. And uh, now listen... My favorite segment coming up here right now, which of course is the one and only Jeff Hates It All. Because Jeff hates it all, he really don't care. You sing a sad song, but you're just unaware. You say you don't know, you say you won't cry. Think you're so smart, but you're living life. Yeah, had a bad day. Jeff hates it all. You're driving your Tesla and you're drinking your white claw. Jeff hates it all. I say Jeff hates it all. All right, so this is the last week of January 2020. God, it's so weird to say that. Yeah. So we kind of, you know, ironic enough. I don't tell you guys what I'm going to do, right? 
Well, somehow we always bring it up. Like you guys always bring it up naturally, and it cracks me up. And I'm trying to like keep quiet, and not say anything. It's kind of hard not to because you hate everything. Well, I know. Yeah, we talk I about know. literally things. We I talk about a things. Big net, right? <laughs> Very big net. Very big net. So you touched on earlier about Aerosmith. Yeah, at the Grammy Awards and just how like old and like washed up and everything decrepit they looked. Right. So yeah. this week I hate, and I'm sure a lot of people can hate as well. I hate when your idols and and rock stars don't throw in the towel when they should, and like, they keep going. Like Rob Zombie did. Kind of like Rob Zombie. Well, he he quit when he was ahead. Well, he said he with with White Zombie. Right. But I'm talking like you you said Aerosmith, and it was like a whole cringeworthy performance thing and it was hard to watch it was like a train wreck you know that you couldn't turn away from it didn't need to happen this happens all the time now and i hate it like i understand and i get that like these guys need money they run out of cash at some point and like that's what they've done their their whole career so that's all they know how they how to do well when you're fueled by cocaine right but know, when you got like hookers <laughs> right but when you got like def leopard and they're playing like the fucking uh rib cook off you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> like they're putting like videos up on Facebook and it's just, it's, it's horrible. It's like, like four these, people. These guys can barely move, you know, they're all decrepit looking. They can't hit any of the notes that they used to do back in the day, you know? So I got a perfect example of a, of a, an example that's been floating around the internet for quite some time. I'm sure a lot of you out there have seen this or heard this, but this kind of brought it all home to me. And this is exactly why I hate rock stars still going. So I'm sure a lot of you have seen this has been going viral for a while. It's Holy hilarious. Holy shit. That's Vince Neil and yeah. Molly Crew yeah. of I think last year. And the video of this, somebody like tries to transcribe what he's singing. <laughs> and he's making up lyrics. Like it's, oh, no, it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm a huge crew fan, dude. Yeah. And you can just tell that that's just, oh my God. He sounded like Rob Zombie at the yeah. beginning of that song. It's just, <laughs> just he was like, I just but <laughs> it's like it comes to a point where you gotta hang up the guitar yeah. you gotta put the mic on the shelf you gotta just be done with it and i hate that these people keep going and going listen i get it if you're a super fan you don't give a shit you just want to go out and see him so you can say you saw him but 
That's not Jesus singing Christ. Them. This is yeah. not this is not music. This is not art. This is garbage. Yeah, right? it's like you're saying, beating a dead horse. It's like saying that you you don't your last image of somebody when they passed away is not when in their casket. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you want to remember them being alive. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. You well, know? that's why when he screamed, always remember at the end, he was talking about when they were good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So funny story about this. So I took my wife, and uh, I'm a huge. I'm I'm all over the place with music. You know that. But uh, went and um, went to see Meatloaf. Oh God! Because I was a huge fan of Bad Out of Hell. That was that record is freaking amazing, and uh, even the second one, Bad Out of Hell, too, amazing record. So anyway, I'm like, all right, we're going, and we went out to uh, the Roxino, mm-hmm. and so we're sitting there, and I'm like so excited about it, dude. It was one of the most like I felt bad for him. Like I li- I was sitting there, and we were looking at each other, going, oh my God. He he was a, <laughs> but this is apparently right before he like had this like uh, like a stroke. And it sounded like he was stroking out when he was up there. And here's here. Oh, so I hate this. Okay. As as total, but I also hate the fucking producers, and and all these people that are making these guys do this so they can make money as well. Well, I get it, but at the same time, it's like, man, Molly Cree was fucking amazing back in the day. Oh yeah, we can agree on that, and I'm sure a lot of people listening can agree on that. But you hear this? Could you imagine? Because I'm assuming that tickets for this show were probably like a hundred bucks a pop. Yeah, I would assume. Could you imagine paying a hundred dollars and be all hyped up to go see a Motley Crue, and that's what you get? Well, let's be honest. You're paying. <laughs> you're paying for the production, right? And then what you're paying for? I don't you're, know. you're paying for the production. Just no, no when to hang it up. Just no when to put the guitar down and drop the mic. And that's all I got to say. I hate it. And that is Jeff hates it all. Because Jeff hates it all, he really don't care. You sing a sad song, but you're just unaware. You say you don't know, you say you won't cry. You think you're so smart, but you're living a lie. Yeah, I had a bad day. Jeff hates it all. You're driving your Tesla and you're drinking your white cloth. Jeff hates it all. I say Jeff hates it all. All right, so of course that was Jeff hates it all, and he he really does hate it all, folks. So when you guys meet him, um, just come over and say hi to me and Riley, and and just avoid Jeff at all costs. I'm not that bad of a guy. Well, I hate everything that everybody else hates, to be honest. He hates everything equally, so he hates nothing. I mean, there's a couple things that I hate more than most people do. I don't hate Tesla. Well, that's one of them. <laughs> that's the main one. I mean, like yeah. as a general consensus, you know, I most people hate what I hate. So Let's just be honest, you hate everything. Not everything. Jeff, let me ask you. you I I love monster energy drinks. Oh, okay. I mean, I I know they're not good for you, but I love them. So if someone can you get those freaking your little pea shards, kidney stones, yeah, Yeah. those don't come from that. Oh, I don't know. Jeff Jeff is notorious for getting kidney stones. In fact, funny story for all you folks out there. We were out on tour and uh, all of a sudden he starts getting fucking kidney stones and like basically dying. And we had to like get off of the tour to take him to the hospital because he was pissing razors. It was it was crazy. Like, I don't know. I went into the hospital and they're like, "What exactly is wrong with you?" And I looked at the doctor and I was just like, "Bitch, my dick hurts. <laughs> it hurts." Well, three, I don't sisters hot in hell. She's down a hell. Rounding and out to see a holocaust of how kick her out tomorrow and break down agony. I said, "So this is what you said to the doctor." Yeah, word for word. Riding on the world, son of Kusan, nineteen sixty. He's like, there is definitely something wrong with you. 
He's like, I don't know if I have medicine to fix this. Yeah, should I call a priest? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you all right? Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, so um, listen. Closing thoughts, Riley. What do you think about Rob Zombie and learning a little bit about the man and the myth, the man, the legend? Yeah, because you didn't get to grow up with them really I mean, like we no, did. No, I've never seen any of his movies. Or music, right? Well, I've listened to it. I've heard the, the one song you guys played. The I've known, I know that song because yeah. it was in, it was on like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4 or something like that. And so. <laughs> Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4. It was totally on the Tony Hawk's. This is game. why the, the, oh, the, it, the dynamic works right now because yeah, he's not it, familiar yeah. with it. I had, you know? I, Absolutely. I, I, it's interesting. I thought. All right. Okay. So your, your, cool. your job on your way home is to go in and, and look up like Rob Zombie's greatest hits and listen to him and listen to it. All right. There's going to be some shit in here you're going to like, dude. There's, there's a lot of cool stuff. Super, Super Beast is an awesome song. Super, yeah, Super yeah. Beast is dope. Okay. Like, there's just, like, I love Dragula, dude. Dragula just gets me yeah, hype in my song, car, yeah. I swear to God. Do you want my remix edition? <laughs> yeah, if I could. Well, especially the country with a little, like, breakdown. <laughs> so, anyway, so what do you think? I, I, you're not familiar with him, but from learning about him, what do you I think? I mean, he seems like he's had a crazy past, and he did well with, what he, with the cards he was dealt. So, I think it was, you know, he's a pretty cool guy. Seems like he doesn't care what anyone thinks about him, which is respectable. Yeah. Okay. Jeff, what do you think? Well, I mean, what can I say? He he popped off like when I was young and the music was awesome at the time. I'll never forget when Thunderkiss dropped, man. That like you said that riff. Even when we jam, you know this. Every time we get together, man, I'll dun 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 because it's it's just a classic and that was thing. our heyday. That it was, was our that, heyday. We, we were young, we were coming up and that came out. It was yeah. like holy shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that was just and it was very theatrical. Well, what's cool about him too, I was going to say, is that he was different. Like, so if you take all the music that we had growing up, that we were, that was that was popular and we listened to, yeah. he kind of stood out. There was no one really competing with him in right. that genre. Right. Even so like it was Manson like a, and shit, to me, isn't comparable to right. Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie's kind of like on his own thing. So he was like always accepted by like our generation, I, I believe. You know what I mean? Because it was like, he was his own thing, you know, which right. to do that at that time, it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. You know, and he made longevity out of it, you know? Turn so. into a career and all kinds of shit. And for all of you people out there listening, and one little, another little fun fact: his uh, little brother is actually Spider One. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Spider One from uh, Power Man Five Thousand. <gasps> You're ready to go, <laughs> <laughs> baby, baby. Yeah. So his little brother was also in a, uh, but unfortunately, it's the whole "Hey, Jesus came first thing, and you know, yeah, Craig Christ, <laughs> Craig Christ. Do you know exactly that he's the one that ruined uh, Dat tapes for me? Because you and I went to see them at the Agora. Yeah. You had like free tickets or something. This was, yeah. God, back in 90, or probably early 2000s. Right. And then you raced the gray days. Yeah. And you're like, dude, I got free tickets to Agora. Let's go see uh, Power Man. And it was somebody else. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we go and we were like right up there on the side stage and I could see him and he's doing that jump thing, you know, <gasps> you know, and every time he jumped, he would turn his face and it still sounded right and the mic was like crystal clear but his face was not even on the mic and i'm like what the fuck is this <laughs> and you started laughing you're like dude that's a dad tape i was like no and you're yeah. like you showed me you pointed out the little box on the wheels you're like yeah. see that that's a dad tape it's all on recording i was like oh, my heart was broken man and yep. the, then i was like i don't like power man 5000 well not to, not to break it to most of our <laughs> listeners out there but the majority of the bands and the music you guys listen to live oh, yeah. they're all using backing tracks literally like they are all using unless you're going to see like an acoustic set or like a punk band or somebody that's like a fucking or you know like a thrash metal or something yeah. like that oh yeah but all the pop shit i don't give a fuck who they are they're oh, yeah. all on tape every yeah. single one of those motherfuckers are on tape 
So just giving you a heads up. You know, but he was the very first one I that, actually that's saw. That's the one that broke your spirit, huh? Do that, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, come on. Really? Like the music you're doing, you have to do uh, that? Well, you know, sometimes you got to race. I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, Rob Zombie, badass motherfucker. Super stoked to hear his new record. And listen, we're getting, and I mentioned this earlier, we are getting a lot of people that are actually donating for us to get the Randy Podmore mask in the motherfucking station. And we're so fucking excited and so happy that you guys are doing this and like everyone's on board. I know that right now we've got Kevin involved. We've got uh, the, the the Skelton sisters, not just the one, like they both have donated now. Nice. Um, And then uh, uh, my buddy Bill, like people are just Bill? donating. Yeah, Bill? Odie? Bill. <laughs> so they're right, donating. He's like, what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> Long that's story. Before your time, yeah, buddy. That's yeah. another podcast. Yeah. So if you're on our Facebook group, you'll see the amazing American Werewolf in London mask that uh, we want in the train station. And if you're into it and you want to donate to help us grab this fucker, you can donate by going to PayPal and using the email, thebidnighttrainpodcast at gmail.com. And we will personally thank you on the show for contributing to this fucking thing. And we're going to get a plaque made and everybody's name who's donated is going to be on that plaque too, hanging up with the mask in the motherfucking train station. Yeah, because so, we're going to have videos soon. Yeah, boy. We're also going to be <clears throat> changing the location of the train station. Yeah, the train station is going to be moving here in a couple weeks, so uh, yeah, we're not going to be, be freezing our dicks off anymore. That'll be nice. And we're, we'll we'll announce all that when it happens. But yeah. it's all in the works. Yeah, we got we got a couple big things in the works, and it'll be pretty nice. But uh, but make sure you go out and check out Randy Podmore's mask. Just Google him, Randy Podmore mask, and his shit will come up. But if you're not in our Facebook group, first of all, you're missing out. So get in on the Facebook, Facebook, <laughs> the Facebook. Do you like the Facebook? You need to be on the Facebook. Hey, you Facebook. <laughs> Do you like the Facebook or? All right, so passengers, uh, I to Facebook. we really do hope you enjoyed your ride with us on motherfucking Rob, motherfucking zombie. Don't forget to head on over to the midnighttrainpodcast.com and sign up for the midnight bonus train to access all kinds of awesome tidbits you won't get anywhere else. At our website, you can buy some super sweet merchandise too. And uh, we're, we're going to be donating 10% of our merch sales to the National Alliance on Mental Illness. It's a big thing for me. So if you guys, uh, you know, buy shirts and stuff we're definitely going to uh you know it's going to a good cause it's going to a good cause for sure you can also donate directly by visiting nami.org that's nami nami.org but i'm thinking getting some you know sweet merchandise and promoting your favorite podcast and helping is you know i think that kind of works for you would that include a mothman motorcycle we do have the new mothman motorcycles t-shirt up there and it's pretty badass there's also a couple of throwback like 19 or like early early whatever fucking uh, t-shirts up there for movies back in the day that I kind of replicated and shit. Nice. Yeah, so there's a bunch of cool stuff on there. So help out either way, whether it's, you know, getting a t-shirt and helping them donate or go to NAMI.org and uh, help them out one way or the other because, uh, you know, mental illness is kind of a fucked up thing that we have to take care of. So also sign up to our group on Facebook, like I said. Damn it. It's awesome. And a chance for all of us to talk to all of you outside of the podcast. We'll, we'll, we'll have a link up there. Riley, I hate you. There will be English, motherfucker. Do you speak it? Damn it. We got to figure out how to erase some samples out of that. <laughs> we got to take that <laughs> one away from him. He'll never know. <laughs> That's like his favorite. There will be a link in the description. And make sure you're liking and following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Yep. Why? <laughs> you didn't have No one asked you for that. You yeah, I know. I know. That. But I felt like it was, uh, it was time. <clears throat> it was time. And listeners keep asking how they get can it. Keep TikTok the, time. Uh, get it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was horrible. 
Listeners keep asking how they can keep the steam in our engines. Well, the best thing you can do, honestly, is like, subscribe, and rate us on your favorite podcast platform. And then most importantly, share the Midnight Train to everyone because word of mouth is how this thing's moving, man. And it is. Every day we're getting new listeners and new likes and new people coming in. And first and foremost, if you're new to this and you're listening right now, welcome. And we hope you have a good time. Yes, we're a bunch of idiots that swear way too much. And we probably talk about farts and dicks and stuff. And boobs. And boobs. But uh, you you said that. Damn it, you're going to get me in trouble. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah. I'd like to know if the listeners out there are interested or would be interested if we have the capability to stream on Twitch. Like live stream. Live stream on Twitch because we're the changes we're making, we're probably going to have the possibility to do that. And I just want to know if anybody would be interested in checking that out. Yeah. If you are familiar with Twitch, yeah, for I'm not going to explain what it is. If you know what it is, you know what it is. I'm old. I get, I get a Twitch in my so, eye. Every for those, all right, real quick, I can explain. For, for those of you who don't know what Twitch is, it's like YouTube, but instead of videos that are pre-recorded, you watch us do the video live. It's That's all this is. And you can comment. We can answer in yeah. real time. Live on the show. happening. Yeah. And so what happens is that's we'll, pretty cool. we'll yeah. do the live stream and it'll be recorded and put onto whatever app you listen to and you can go back and listen to the whole podcast like normal it's just you can watch the recording of it that's awesome and not only that like so it's all in like you said real time so if you followed and subscribed to our twitch channel every time we go live you get a notification to either your phone or wherever you have the app and you could tune in in real time and then when we you know don't know an answer to something you could chime in on the comment part we could see it right there in real yep. time and we could talk oh, about it live on the podcast yeah. Yeah. that'd be fun that sounds cool i'm old so, I so have you no know that we will is. only have moody and chainsaw in that <laughs> the entire time so they'll be our, yeah just the two of them <laughs> putting <laughs> emojis yeah. over and over yeah. in the chat <laughs> we're gonna block them or we, something. We, yeah we have to make sure we we filter out a lot of the words that they might say yeah. so the question is it, it's a lot a lot a lot of effort and a lot of work to get it done so if you I guys want to watch it live, yeah. If you guys are know. interested, if there's enough people interested, then we might attempt it. Yeah. So let us know for sure. And uh, we we can't thank you guys all enough um, for all the love and support that we've been receiving lately. Like you guys really do. You you make this like worthwhile because there's a lot of work that goes into this. I know you know a lot of people are like oh, I'm just going to start a podcast. Well, we're we're not just a podcast. We are the podcast, motherfuckers. That's right. You know. And uh, I spent a lot of time on this, and we all spend a lot of time on what we do here. So we want to. Just thank you guys for being a part of it and kind of pushing us to do it, you know. Um, shout out to, I'm, I'm a, I, I have to do some shout outs here. Shout out to Moody, of course. Um, shout out to Chainsaw. Shout out to the Skeleton Sisters. Shout out to Eva, Stormy, Bill, Kevin. All you guys, like, for listening, man, you guys have no idea how important it is to me personally that you guys actually take the time to listen. Um yeah, you know, it's a cool thing. And you guys, uh, you're, you're supporting something awesome that we're, you know, excited about. And also, we're sending out a signed poster, sticker, and a magnet to a random passenger who has left us a review on Apple Podcasts today. The user, today. Today. <laughs> Thank you. We just, we got to get that sample. That'd be too. perfect. We, yeah, have, we, we can, have to we get can that do that. Yet. We can do yeah. that happen. Today, the username is Smarty Pants. That's two R's S M A R R T I E P A N T S. Smarty Pants. Please send us an email at themidnighttrainpodcast at gmail.com with your full name and address, and we'll send your goodies out to you. Remember, the more reviews we get, the more we move up in the rankings, and the better the chance that you get randomly selected to receive everything that Smarty Pants is going to get. So get on it, motherfuckers. And remember, you can say Jeff hates, and we'll fight Elon Musk in the street with a broken glass bottle and a used taco. What is a used taco? This is what happens when you share the notes early <laughs> and somebody catches a wind. You motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs>
You have to realize Ron will read whatever is on the teleprompter. <laughs> I got you, bitch. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. That's hilarious. So I put something in there talking about Jeff loving Elon Musk and he changed it too. Oh, I found that right away. <laughs> he, he felt it when he did it. He yeah, said, Wait yeah, a second. Yeah. Something's That's not right. So funny. There's so anyway, disturbance in the force. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what you say, to, to be honest. Just give us five stars on there. Like, leave a message for us. Let us know, like, you know, what you guys think about it. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Eh, it doesn't matter. And don't forget to send us your holiday cards. Uh, we really we will read them on every episode of everyone we get. Make sure, I know we had a problem with the post office there for a minute, but it's all worked out now. If you work for the post office, we're cool. <laughs> Just now, saying. We, we're cool now. Yeah, but before, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're good now. Make sure to send those and any kind of creepy little items you guys want to have us hang here at the train station to the Midnight Train Podcast, P.O. Box 38206, Olmstead Falls, Ohio, 44138. And lastly... We have the band Blaming Hollywood from Syracuse, New York, in the boxcar with their song Treehouse, which was produced by my good buddy and producer extraordinaire, Jeff Tomei. And if you don't know who Jeff Tomei is, go check him out. Google him and stick around. Listen to it. And again, thank you guys for hanging out with on behalf of Jeffro and Riley. Aye. <laughs> we want to say thank you guys so much. And as always, choo-choo, motherfucker! Winky hockey hop beep. Psst. Hey, you still listening? The music didn't start yet. Wait, right. Wait. What? What's happening right now? You're still listening to this podcast. You didn't turn it off. They didn't. I don't. Did you turn it off? Are they still listening? Are you still listening? I think they're still listening. Are you driving your car? Are you leaving work? Are you at work? Are you drinking? Are you drinking? You should be drinking. Does oh. my voice titillate your earbuds? That's weird. Okay, so. You said did. Real quick. We have some news, right? What's yeah. the news? What's yeah. the news, Riley? So, this was episode 18, okay? Wow. Next episode's going to be our season two finale, okay? And so for those of you still listening, next episode's going to be a big one. It's going to be good. That's I can't, what she said. I can't understand what you're saying. Because season three starts in two weeks. You're creepy as fuck. Okay. Season the three starts in two weeks. Woo! So that means the next weekend is going to be our... Season finale. Season finale. We'll be recording that on Mon Saturday or Monday. We, we still do on Mondays? Yes. So it'll be released on Jesus Tuesday Christ. of next week. It's our season finale. This is like after the Marvel credits. Yeah. But it like, you're, you're let down. You're like, oh, I, I waited, waited for, for this. this. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Monday, next week. We don't, do we know what we're doing it yet? Shut um, up, Riley. Hit, hit the button. Bye. Tonight in the boxcar, we have the band blaming Hollywood from Syracuse, New York with their song Treehouse. Oh. And Rob Zombie fucking rules. <laughs>